Welcome to the Young and Ambitious Podcast, a podcast for ambitious young people who want to master their mindset, launch a business, and make their dream life. I'm your host, Nika Molini. I am the positivity boss and Gen Z's personal growth coach. I help young people get clear on their goals and design a life they love through working on their mindset and implementing successful personal growth strategies. Let's get right into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Young and Ambitious podcast. Today, we have Manu Swish Goswami here with us today, who is going to tell us about his entrepreneurial and personal growth journey. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. So why don't we get started by you just telling us a little bit more about your journey and how you got started. Sure. Um, grew up in Singapore and moved to Calgary when I was about 10 years old. Um, I was super ambitious as a kid. My parents put me in a lot of things from debate to dance to business. Um, I also was doing quite a bit in school. Um, but then when I came to Calgary, I found school really easy because the Asian education system is way faster. Um, so it really freed up a lot of time for me to do other things. Um, I started a small little company, an operation, I think you would call it, not really even a business, with my dad when I was seven years old. Uh, it was a hovercraft selling company, and we basically produced one hovercraft out of raw parts that I found around the house, and I sold it to one of my neighbors for $200. That kind of got me hooked on the idea of potentially finding a way to build out a life for myself as opposed to just being you know, a person that conforms to what other people think I should do. Um, however, when I came back into high school, I started debating at a really high level. Um, I was debating on Team Canada, which kind of prompted me to want to go into law school. But uh, when I came to the University of Toronto, a guy called Trevor Booker, who plays for the Indiana Pacers, hit me up. He's a basketball player. He convinced me to go back to my dream for entrepreneurship. I did that. I was able to move to New York uh, and started a couple of companies from there. Awesome. So... When you were first getting started, um, what would you say were like some personal challenges that you overcame and like what did you learn from that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like they weren't anything too big. I think one of them obviously is just younger people when they start things have a big uh, problem with finding the right people who believe in their idea just because of their age. Um, so I definitely did encounter times where people overlooked my ideas or they overlooked what I wanted to do because of my age. And that's fine. Um, one of the ways that I kind of overcame that was broadening my networks and doing that over LinkedIn primarily. And what I kind of found out is there are a lot of adults out there that want to listen to young people, want to invest in their ideas, want to support them. Um, you just have to go and find them. You can't just rely on knocking on doors to be able to find mentors or advisors or investors or whatever. Um, the second big thing I think was definitely a problem that I'm running into right now, which is something that I'm actively, I think, helping solve, which is having a remote team. So for TrueFan, the current idea that I'm working on, we're helping some of the world's biggest brands and influencers find who their top fans are. Um, and we're launching a platform next month after we raise our seed that we're doing on the 20th. We're opening our round. But our entire team is remote, uh, which means my co-founder is out of Stanford, Anna Claire. And my developer is out of Chicago. So we have five people all spaced out in different places. We're probably all hopefully going to come into New York or Toronto or Vancouver once we figure out where we're raising from primarily. But over the last five months, we've actually been able to get a beta out. We've gotten over 400 clients so far, subscribed to try out our beta, which is insane. Um, and that's all just been done through having really, really good communication channels. 
so that's really awesome. And, you know, you mentioned like you're still kind of a student, like you have these companies. So how do you deal with feeling overwhelmed from everything you have going on? And like, do you ever feel anxiety from just everything that you have going on? Uh, so I don't really. Um, I definitely feel overwhelmed and stressed out at times, but I never really get anxious. I'm a very confident person that way, and that's kind of just been instilled for me from my parents and my brother and everybody around me who I mainly keep as positive people who are optimistic and not pessimistic. But at the same time, I mean, I'm not currently a student. I, I, I do learn at a very fast rate. I do watch a lot of videos. I do speak quite a bit, consume a lot of news via LinkedIn and Facebook, but I'm not currently registered in school anymore. Um, and so the big thing for me, I think, when it comes to prioritizing my time between speaking and LinkedIn and my company and all of the other things that I want to do as an advisor to various companies is making sure that I have a weekly plan that's well prioritized, which means anytime that, you know, I have a priorities list, I write it independently to the schedule that I have the next week, which means if I want to prioritize TrueFan next week, then anything that comes up for speaking or for LinkedIn or for collaborations or whatever, I'll move to the next week automatically and I'll talk to those people and I'll get it done the next week because next week is primarily just for true fan so I think it really just comes down to how you prioritize your time um, you know and, and also how you delegate your work especially once you have a team I mean I have a team now for speaking I have a bureau for LinkedIn I have a kid working with me who's incredible with coming up with content ideas um, and then with my own company of course we have four other people so it's not like I'm alone in this I'm, I'm definitely with other people and as long as I can put in as much work as I can on specific things I'm really good at and then delegate the work that I suck at will be fine right so kind of going along with that um like one of the things you mentioned in your video today on linkedin was that a lot of people are kind of afraid of putting themselves out there and like that's one of the main reasons that people don't create content on linkedin so what was like your journey in terms of getting over that fear of putting yourself out there and like what advice would you give in terms of that yeah i mean look a, it's not to overpressure yourself, um, putting yourself out there, whether it's online or, you know, speaking or going to networking conferences or whatever is not something that you build up the confidence for overnight. Um, I think what it really means, however, is a surrounding yourself with people who've already done that. Um, I do that not only when it comes to putting myself out there, but with anything that I'm bad at that I want to become better at, I put myself around people who've done it before and at a very high level. Um, the second thing I think is taking small steps to be able to get that big result. So if you're afraid of public speaking, obviously the first thing you should not do is go and try to speak on a big stage in front of thousands of people. Maybe what you do is go back to your alumni and speak at a small classroom in front of 20, 25 people. And then you start building up confidence in your narrative and then you go towards bigger locations after that. So I think when it comes to putting yourself out there, Look, everybody is not extroverted. Everyone is not a public speaker. I think these days the big narrative is if you're an entrepreneur, you can automatically be a public speaker, and that's just BS in my mind. Um, I think public speaking, just like anything, is an art that you have to master. But at the same time, just because you might not be very good at public speaking doesn't mean that you're bad at reaching out to people via LinkedIn or building a community and doing videos on LinkedIn or photos on LinkedIn and sharing your journey through that. Right. So what like advice would you give to people in terms of like finding out what the best way is to put themselves out there or like finding their passion, like what type of 
advice would you give in terms of really figuring out like what it is that they're best at? Yeah, I think I think one, you know, being able to put yourself in various situations always helps. So, you know, especially if you don't know what you want to do in high school, the answer is not dropping out of high school or the answer is not not going to college. If you have the means to the college, I would do it. The kids are going to experience a lot of things, not only great opportunities, but you're going to meet a lot of people who have great ideas. Um, so honestly, one of the ways to be able to find out what you're really passionate about is just putting yourself in as many situations and then reflecting on those experiences and asking yourself whether or not you really liked it and whether or not you can see yourself doing something more in the long term around that field. The, the second thing I think is to start doing things you hate, um, which is an interesting piece of advice I was given by my brother, which is if you generally want to find out what you love doing, try going the other way and do things that you absolutely hate doing because it'll make your mind think about things that you would rather do. So for me, that was in grade 12. I interned at a law firm and I hated every bit of it. I love the opportunity. I'm a very appreciative for the opportunity, but I hated the experience. Um, and throughout my mind, among other things, was thinking about going home and working on my nonprofit at the time. And I really wanted to be able to go back and even send out a couple of emails or go back and take a couple of calls and do things around my nonprofit. And it started to come to me that, oh, maybe this is the path that I really want to go down. Um, and I could see myself running a company full time, even when I'm 30 and 35. And I don't really see myself working at a law firm when I'm 30 or 35. So I think those are the two big pieces of advice I would give around that. Right. So what would you say keeps you motivated when things are going hard? Like, what is it that really drives you? Um, I think one is just a realization that with any process, if you want to do it at a high level, you're going to have big highs and big downs. Um, so just knowing that this is natural, you know, to go through a really tough patch, um, it happens to everyone. And normally it's actually a great opportunity to grow because honestly, I think in my opinion, success is more determined on how you react to the problems that come up to you as opposed to the, the victories that you get on an ongoing basis. Um, the second thing I think in terms of what keeps me motivated is finding as much as possible inspiration rather than motivation. So I look for things intrinsic within me, um, things that I really am passionate about. I love doing as opposed to just watching videos and getting, you know, 30 seconds or 40 minutes or a day's worth of motivation. And then I'm running out of it and having to go back to those videos or books again. Um, and that's actually one thing I'd encourage people doing is especially in entrepreneurship. Um, please don't just stick along with some people and get your motivation from watching them do their work. Find something that you're inspired by whether it's a problem that you're really inspired to tackle or a team that you're really inspired to work with and find something that'll intrinsically intrinsically inspire you to go to work every day and put your head up right and is there anything you do on a daily basis that keeps you inspired or what are some things you do on a daily basis that are key for your success yeah, I mean, for, for me on a daily basis, you know, one thing is calling my mother. Um, I love doing that just because there's so many things that are not constant. But the one thing that is, is my mom's support and love for me. Um, and so I love calling her at night and simplifying all of my ideas and telling her about it. Um, the second big thing I think for me is, is definitely being able to write out all of the things that I need to do and texting myself periodically about it. I hate forgetting things. So honestly, the big thing that I like doing is making sure that, all right, cool. You know, if I remember that I need to do something, I'm going to text myself. And then at the end of the day, I'm going to record all those texts and put it into a big to-do list and try to get as much work as I can done from 9 p.m. to 2, 3 a.m., whatever time it is. 
Right. And is there any tasks that you repeat on a daily basis, like in like a morning or night routine that you find like really keeps you focused or just helps you? No, not really. I mean, I think, I think mornings, like I, I don't normally like waking up early. So I normally wake up around 10, 30, 11. I don't put any meetings before 1 PM because I know I'm going to be like really bad in those meetings. I'm like <laughs> going to just be dead and, and not alive. Um, <laughs> I definitely love having a really, really good breakfast and I love showering. So I make sure that before I do anything, I shower and then eat breakfast and do whatever because showering just wakes me up. Um, and then at night, I mean, either I'm going out with my friends or I'm working and either way, one thing I like doing is putting my phone away um, and, and just not looking at it from like 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., 11 p.m., whatever, because I think especially with my line of work, it's very easy to get consumed by your phone. But sometimes it's just good to de- deep, like, you know, disconnect and, and focus in on, on what's happening in the present. Awesome. And if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say? Um, I Probably the biggest advice I'd give is just not to sweat the small stuff. I think I'd put a lot of pressure on myself to do big things when I was younger. And um, it didn't mean that I, like, you know, I harmed anyone or anything like that in the process. But honestly, I, I think the big thing that I did was, was as much as possible – you know, just I kept working and I never really appreciated what I was doing at a younger age. So I think I'm a little more cognizant of that right now, which is if I even have small victories throughout the day, I'll celebrate that and I'll be happy about it. Um, and and I'll, I'll take some time normally at the end of the week to reflect back on the week and, and think about what I've done and feel happy about it. Um, I don't think I was doing that much as much of that when I was 18 or 19 because I was just on this like go, 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 go mentality. And I didn't really reflect on what I had done and appreciate what I had at that given time. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Well, that's the end of all the questions I had for you. Um, so if people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can find me on Instagram at GoSwish, G-O-S-W-I-S-H, um, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Manu Goswami. Um, I'm super approachable. LinkedIn is a bit harder to reach me on. My inbox does tend to get flooded. But um, if you send me a DM on Instagram, just say, hey, you know, heard you on Nika's podcast, loved your thoughts, think you're an awesome person. I'll just be like, thank you. <laughs> I'm kidding. But just say, you know, I heard your podcast and I'd love to connect and, and we'll definitely be in touch. Awesome. So, yeah, that being said and talking about Instagram, uh, if you're listening right now, you should take a screenshot and tag both at GoSwish and myself at Nika Moini. And leave us a review. Let us know what you liked and what you want to see on future podcasts through the podcast app. So thank you so much. And also make sure to join the Facebook community, Young Bosses Collective, where we just have a group of young, ambitious people talking about personal growth and entrepreneurship. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Young and Ambitious Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get this out there and impacting more lives. Now, make sure to also take a screenshot and tag at Nika Moini and at The Positivity Boss on your podcast. And make sure to join the Young Bosses Collective Facebook group where we have a community of young, ambitious people all supporting each other. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time. Bye.